0: On FA Nation, welcome back. Final NASCAR DFS podcast of the 2021 season. It's a little bittersweet. I know myself and Matt won't complain about some a little time off, uh, but we are joined by Ed Rouse this week. So, Ed, Matt, how you doing?
1: I'm good. Um, by the way, if you hear sirens in the background, that's not my house. It is two blocks down the road, though. So, I don't know what's going on. Hopefully, everybody's good, but you might hear sirens in the uh, background. But I'm good. Um, Better than, depending on how you look at it, Alex Bowman or Denny Hamlin, depending on which side of that you're on. Uh, But, yeah, like you said, it's a little bittersweet here going into Phoenix. Uh, Last race of the year until February 6th of next year with the clash in the L.A. Coliseum. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's been overall a really good season for us. I feel like we had a pretty good flow going all season. and uh, you know, we continue to enjoy when Ed has the time to join us on these podcasts and enlighten us with his NASCAR takes and his Blaney fandom.
2: <sighs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm uh, not going to lie to you guys. I'm uh, depressed. I'm a little down. I'm. And uh, I really <laughs> thought he was going to be in the uh, final four here. And uh, you know what? I. Uh, think those sirens may be for me here i don't know um <laughs> but yeah i'm a little um <clears throat> upset but I, it's okay it was a good year of overall for the uh, moms for blaney hashtag i mean more wins than he's had in a season it's, he's still young only looking up can only get better from here right so not the end of the world i guess um but i mean what if he just comes in this week and says you know what screw it i'm gonna win anyways so who knows
0: all right, so we are at Phoenix for the championship final four. Um, I don't know, the final four for the Cup Series. It is Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Martin Jurek Jr., and Denny Hamlin. Uh, Matt, I guess we don't need to waste, like, really any time. But, I mean, I think it does help to give a refresher on, you know, Phoenix as far as shape, banking, length. Um, this does have a pretty unique and very wide dogleg.
1: Yeah, so it's been a little while since we've been at Phoenix. I think it was, what, the third or fourth race of the year? Um, all the way back in, like, March. Um, But, yeah, it's a one-mile track. It's relatively flat. They claim there's 12 degrees of banking at some point on the track, although I disagree with that assessment. Um, I think it's in the far corner on the outside that nobody ever really drives on. Um, But it does have the unique dog leg, like Dan brought up. It's right after the start-finish line. Uh, in which you can basically, as somebody said on Twitter earlier today, you could race the Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and Cup Series all at the same time, and everybody would have enough room to fit. Uh, It is a very wide section of track. I think it's probably eight or nine wide. And you will see cars diving well below what you assume to be out of bounds um, on restarts to go get a bunch of positions and cut off the corner. Um, So it's a pretty interesting layout. It's kind of like a reverse Richmond, almost, a little bit. Um, And uh, there'll be 312 laps in the Cup Series race. uh, And they will go by pretty quickly. It's a pretty quick race, typically, at Phoenix. Um, There'll obviously be less in the truck and Xfinity Series races that also happen this weekend. Uh,
0: Typically, how many cautions should we be expecting especially for the championship race i know you know non-playoff drivers they're not necessarily going to want to try and wreck any of the championship drivers uh but i mean last week at martinsville uh it was a bit of a mess especially for truck and xfinity uh, that's putting that's just, it lightly dan that's, that's just putting the, it lightly i know but like if you if you think about just the nature of martinsville it's it's a narrow short track so any, any like the slightest debris or a car spinning like there's no runoff and so it's not like they, they can just keep racing. Like, you know, there are 35 to 40 cars or vehicles on such a short track or Martinsville. that Any kind of stoppage, like, you have to kind of, like, throw the yellow. But for Phoenix, you know, what should we be expecting this week? Did we see a lot of cautions last year for when when Chase drove through the field? Or, you know, should we expect a relatively clean um, and honest race?
1: So it seems like the <clears throat> fall races, like, one race a year here will be – quite caution filled and the other race here won't be so earlier this year back in March there were seven cautions which obviously include the couple for the stage uh and this by the way is in the cup series but in the championship race last year there were four total cautions two of which were stage cautions so there's only two incident cautions however the spring race uh which was I guess the last race run before the COVID shutdown had 12 cautions But the championship race in 2019 only had five. So it's like an every other type thing here for uh, Phoenix. And it's basically the the only real time that there's cautions if somebody kind of cuts down the dog leg a little too much and runs into somebody. Or the tire overheats or there's a brake problem and the tire goes flat. Or they typically you see most of the cautions happen down what used to be the old front stretch and heading into turn three or turn four whatever they number it now Um, that tends to be where the cautions happen in terms of xfinity um there were 11 cautions in the xfinity race here back in march there were eight in the championship race here last year there were seven last march so there tends to be more in xfinity than cup which makes sense and trucks surprisingly this is going to shock you people there's been four five five and six in the last four truck races here so apparently they figure out how to drive when they get to uh phoenix in the truck series
0: Uh, all right so let's break down uh, the schedule and, and ed you know we we will get you involved uh, shortly we don't we don't mean to take up most of the podcast but um, i'm still
2: crying i'm still crying all right, that's here, fine so all right so i'm trying to, to get we'll my energy back a
0: crying yeah. jordan meme over here <laughs> yeah i'm trying to get my energy back um so. Uh, so it's the last race of the year we do get practice and qualifying um for truck and xfinity they're kind of at inconvenient times they're about two to three hours before each race on saturday but what This podcast is mostly going to focus on the Cup Series. We're recording this about an hour after uh, the prices and and contests were revealed for this week. But what's the schedule looking like for the Cup Series this weekend?
1: Um, Yeah, so to to highlight things, um, the weekend gets going on Friday. There's there's a practice session for every series on Friday throughout the day. One 50-minute practice session for each series. Truck qualifying is at 5 o'clock Eastern on Friday, and the truck race is 8 p.m. Eastern. So have fun setting lineups with three hours notice. Um, then we get Xfinity qualifying is 5.30 Eastern on Saturday. There race races at 8.30 Eastern on Saturday night. But before Xfinity races, you get the Cup Series qualifying at 7 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night. And we get the cup race on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. So the cup series actually gets qualifying the night before they race. And they get a practice on Friday. Everybody else gets uh, shisted with the schedule there. Um, but, yeah, we do actually get qualifying uh, on track. So at least the drivers have a say in the starting order for the championship four. And they're not just gifted the top four starting spots. Uh, so that is nice to see. Uh, It will make Dan's job a little harder this weekend, though.
0: Yeah, so I'll have a truck playbook up Friday morning. Um, I'll keep an eye on practice, qualifying, all that good stuff throughout the day. Um, And I'll I'll try to update everything as much as I can. Saturday, it'll be easier for me to update uh, for Xfinity. Uh, But for the truck series, I'll do my best to at least post uh, the qualifying order in the playbook as well. And I'll highlight any changes or any new notes that I haven't read, but I'll also just be in the discord providing updates. Um, I, I, I love the discord. I think it's just the easiest way to deliver, um, my up-to-date thoughts on, you know, who I like based on qualifying. Um, but with that said, uh, quickly <laughs> truck and Xfinity contests, they're still really bad. I feel like you should either just max enter the happy hour contest they're just one dollar per entry and 20 bucks to max enter Uh, the slingshot's okay the fields are smaller and it's still a thousand to first place uh took that one down at kansas a couple weeks ago so it's it's still a good contest Uh, but for me i feel like i'm just going with the happy hour for truck and xfinity and maybe throw a couple lineups into the big gpp but with that said let's just dive into the championship race we'll start at the top, we'll preview all the championship drivers, all four of them. Kyle Larson, 11500 uh, I mean, uh, what do you think the ownership is going to be on every single championship driver? Are we looking at at least 25 to 30% on each driver?
1: Probably. Um, <clears throat> I would say most people are going to try to get at least two of them in their lineups. That's about all you can get, Yeah. both on DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, But it also depends on the two, because if you go with Larson, I don't know that that you can make a lineup that you're all that happy about that has another one of the playoff four. And again, this is also going to depend on starting spots, right? So we all expect them to have fast cars when they show up and to start well. But let's just say, for sake of argument, one of them bombs qualifying and starts way further back you got a pretty good shot that the the draft percentage is going to be higher on that guy um, to go with the position differential because one advantage we have now is DraftKings can't rig a price based on position differential or what they feel a guy can bring in position differential. So that's one advantage we've got. Um, Ed, how are you targeting the championship board? Well, I'm
2: going to say right now I am back. I'm ready to go. It's the last race of the season. <laughs> wow, we're talking about the championship, baby. Um, DFS now, so we're out of the whole driver thing. Who we like? So it's done. Now we're talking about making people money, and that makes me happy. So I am back and ready to go. So we're gonna say this right now: Kyle Larson obviously is the favorite, right? I would imagine he would be the top, probably highest owned person um, or driver in the in this field, b- both on FanDuel and DK. My favorite personally is Chase Elliott. And for no reason other than he looked really good last week and I just had this gut feeling that he could end up winning back to back. I don't know why, but I just Larson did not maybe he coast too long. You like you know when those teams have a bye after you've already qualified or like you have the bye week in football or whatever, and then mm-hmm. you kinda of like whatever. And Chase Elliott went for it and got it last week. I, I think the momentum's all on his side. And uh, he's probably my favorite driver from the four. Um, you know, Martin Truex had some issues. He barely got in at the end. Um, so that could be interesting there. Is probably, he'll probably be the lowest played of the four. Um, so I kind of like in a GPP, because that's all I play, just a, 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 a Chase Elliott Truex stack. And uh, kind of hope for the stars there on uh, winning some big money.
1: By the way, in case you're looking at odds, Kyle Larson is the favorite of the championship fourth, then Chase Elliott, then Denny Hamlin, and then Truex.
0: I was going to say, like, Denny might be my—I'm like I, I'm not cheering for the guy just because I think calling <laughs> Bowman a hack last week was— Yeah, he's not had a, a, a good couple of weeks, that's for sure. Yeah, all yeah. we
1: <laughs> seem to do with that is make Bowman a lot of money, which he's now donating to charity because he's selling a shirt that says hack. But for what it's worth, you know—
0: he is clearly motivated. He's run very well in the playoffs. Um, He's also run pretty well at Phoenix. Yeah. I, I think... I, I, I don't... I'm personally, like if I wasn't playing DFS, I'd probably be rooting for anybody else but Hamlin. But I feel like, once again, Hamlin will be the guy this weekend that I'm probably going to be heaviest on of the championship four. Uh, just because I think people will look at what Elliott did last year. They'll look at what Larson's done this year and sure, practice and qualifying will play a role into a lot of this as well. Uh, but right now pre qualifying and pre-practice like Hamlin might be the guy that I'm looking at strictly just from, you know, I like it when he's, he's a little pissed off and he's driving with a chip on his shoulder. And, and I think he's got that this weekend.
1: Oh, he definitely has it. Uh, after the double bird salute, he gave Bowman <laughs> uh, trying to block his, his burnout too. um, yeah, I mean, and then there's the news that came out that they're still trying to, they're still in talks for the second charter and how much that's going to cost. Because there's also a report that charters are now going for $12 million a pop, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Same. Um, we should get one. But do you think <laughs> that Truex might actually be the sleeper in this whole situation? Because that's, nobody's that's talking, about talking about That's what I'm saying. Yep. Nobody's talking about him at all. And he's run pretty decently. Let's keep in mind, most of his wins this year have come on short tracks. Right? So, he likes this setup. Uh, He's done decently well at Phoenix. He does have a win in one of the last five races here. Um, And nobody's talking about him. Not like everybody's like, oh, you know, the guy he kind of sort of beat out in Kyle Busch, used a bad word in a press conference, and... Everybody talking about Denny Hamlin and Alex Bowman's feud and whatnot. So, Hey,
2: man, the bearded Bassmaster is here. And in DFS, <laughs> a great play this week, I think, for GPPs. I think a great play.
1: Yeah, he's the cheapest of the four playoff drivers on both sites. He's also likely the most overlooked at this point, which is interesting given the last three years that Truex has had consistently being Counted on to win almost every week. Um, And just an an interesting little tidbit. Now, Larson has one less race than the other four here, but uh, he has the best average finish in the last five Phoenix races of the playoff drivers. His average finish is 5.3, which is better than Hamlin's 6.6. It's better than Chase's 13.2. Uh, and it's better than is 10.2. So that might also fan the flames of Larson here as well. So how do I want to pose this question? <laughs> if you're making 20 lineups,
0: how many, do, how many of them do you need to have two championship drivers in? Because I'll probably do a couple where I'm like, I, I need at least one of them in all my lineups this weekend. But do you think that we get a single dominator or is it more likely that based on how qualifying shakes out that we're going to probably be building around two doms, like with the mindset, like, you know, one guy will get the early lap sled. And then this guy, since he's starting middle of the pack, maybe, you know, he'll move up through the field and potentially get laps later. Are two dom builds essentially the best bet this weekend, especially if you're focusing on championship drivers?
1: Um, yeah, I would probably say so. Like, for example, last year, in the uh, championship race, which, granted, did not have qualifying as far as I remember. No. I it was also set by the formula. So you had the the final four all up front to start, which is also where they finished because basically Elliot, everybody laid Lester, off. Last year,
2: Elliott started from the back because he, he—
1: Well, yes, but technically speaking, he was on the pole. Yes, correct. But, but he failed inspection, started from the back, and then drove up and then had a penalty, I think, and then drove back up again. Um, on fire. Logano led 125 laps and Elliot led 153. Jeez. So there's a two Dom um, one. In the race earlier here this year, which, by the way, the Bearded Bassmaster won, um, you had Logano leading 143 and the next closest, I believe, was Truex at 64 laps led and then Hamlin at 33. Or, sorry, Blaney at 35, Hamlin at 33. Um, So I think it basically depends on the race, because some of them, if you go back three races, nobody cracked 100 laps. There was four guys between 60 and 93. So in that regard, I think you're probably, your best bet is to go with two Doms, and then if nobody gets over 100, you at least get the bulk of it. Um... I think it's easier to do two playoff drivers on FanDuel than it is on DraftKings Mm -hmm. without having to really go dumpster diving. Um, Like As we're talking, I'm trying to figure out a a lineup that has Larson and Truex that I'm actually going to like. I'm doing
2: an Elliott Truex one right now and trying it. I don't don't know if I
1: can pull it off. I'll let you know as I I build it here. (laughs) Again, this could all change because it depends on qualifying spots. That we don't have yet, um, which is a new little wrinkle. But I would say two, two would be the preferred build for me. All right,
0: let's take a look at the rest of the field.
1: Uh, William Byron is ten thousand,
0: and we can't. We're only going to be really talking about price tags, um, and just in general drivers that we like. Uh, William Byron ten thousand, Kyle Busch ninety eight hundred, Ryan Blaney. There's your guy Ed, ninety five hundred. Kevin Harvick ninety three, and rounding out the nine thousand dollar. Uh, range is Brad Kislowski, his last race with Penske, um, based on track history or momentum, uh, who's someone in this nine to 10 K range, non-playoff driver that you're looking
1: at. In the nine to 10 K range on DK, um, always done well here. Blaney's been quick here too. Um, so again, I hate to. Uh, Lugano, I mean, we can't really, can we count out Logano again? 89. Yeah. Earlier this year, all of his top tens had come in this package. He's always been good here. Now, again, when it comes to this, we're not necessarily counting on these guys winning. Cause I think when it comes down to it, they're going to back off and just let the championship four kind of settle it. You don't technically mm-hmm. have to win to win the championship. You just have to finish better than the other three. However, in, I think, eight or nine straight years now, maybe more, it's taken a win to win the championship. Um, but I would say Logano at 8,900 right now is probably my favorite in that range, just given his track history, what he does in this package. In the last five races here, he's got the best average finish in the field um, at 5.0, has three top fives, uh, and leads a generally leads a fair amount of laps
0: here, too. Ed, can you give us an objective view on Ryan Blaney for this race? <laughs>
1: this might be I the mean... toughest question all season for
0: him.
2: <laughs> okay, well, he is good at this track. Um, he's been the p- the best Penske driver at this type of track all year um, in the package. So, I mean, I'm going to play him at a couple GPPs, not in 70% like I normally do, but um, obviously, but I mean, he he could be a good low owned guy at ninety five hundred, but it's like I'm trying right now really hard to get him, Elliot, and Truex in a lineup I like, and it's really hard. Um so I mean, but he he has a chance to be top ten for sure, and um go out with a bang. I mean, he's a great driver, and I'm gonna cry again, guys. God man <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> the rest of the- uh, I, I I like him. At this, at this track, I like his package. He's been the best Penske driver all year long. So he's he's a good play and probably a good GPP play because he's probably going to be low-owned for probably
0: the lowest-owned he's been all year, to be honest. Uh, rounding at the 8K range, we have Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, Kurt Busch, The Hack, Alex Bowman, and Eric <laughs> Um, Based on where he starts, I don't want Almarola starting outside the top 20 um i want almirola probably starting somewhere inside the top 15. um matt and i have talked all year and we're always dumbfounded at how low almirola's ownership is on the short flat tracks he ran well earlier this year at phoenix he finished sixth at martinsville last week he won new hampshire earlier this year for his lone win and he's only 8100 so i mean if he starts outside the top 20 um, he's a cash game lock at 8,100 because he can easily pull off a top 10. Um, I want him to – I feel like the higher he starts – I want him to start probably 12th ideally because I I just want to get him at lower ownership once again. Um, he is my favorite play in this range without knowing where everyone else starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Matt, who do you like in this range? How should we feel about Alex Bowman coming off a short track win? Doesn't draw a ton of comparisons to Phoenix, though, but – you know, it is his track. 81. Yeah, exactly. Like he's 8,100 at his home
1: track. Yeah, he did. By the way, that win at Martinsville did get him on the front page of the uh, local papers there in Arizona. Bowman, the showman, made the front page. Um, without knowing starting spots, I'm going to say that Almarola is probably my favorite in this range. Um, and again, if he's starting outside the top 20, he's fine to play. <laughs> That's not what Dan meant by we want him starting inside the top 20. We want him starting inside the top 20 to keep ownership down. If he's starting outside the top 20, he'll be higher owned. Mm -hmm. And so we want the leverage that comes with him starting inside the top 20. Um, So, yeah, based on, I mean, like you said, he won New Hampshire. He's done very well at the shorter flat tracks in the last few years, regardless of how Stuart Haas has been racing that season. He just seems to have a knack for the (laughs) style of uh, driving. And, yeah, in that range, it's pretty hard to turn down a guy that's got four top 15s in the last five races at Phoenix, and that's Eric Amarola. All right, we'll
0: dive down to the, uh Ed, who is your favorite driver in the 8,000 range? Just want to get your thoughts real quick. Amarillo. Okay. Clean sweep for <laughs> <laughs> Uh 7K range is Matt DiPenedetto, and, man, has he had a week. Uh, <laughs> we Ross Chastain, oh. Bubba Wall. Well, we could talk about it shortly. Uh, all right, we can just talk about it right now. I mean, that guy, it's just he deleted his Twitter, he he made some comments about um Kyle Bush's uh mandatory sensitivity training. Um but that yeah, it, he doesn't
1: have he doesn't a joke have joke about the color of the sky that was actually a much darker joke. Yes. Uh, uh while saying he was deleting Twitter because it's full of hate, and I'm like, well, gee, I wonder why. Contribute, He was uh, the
2: all-star. He was the all-star vote in too for. Uh, yeah, wow.
1: Has anybody had a worse second half when needing a ride than Matt? About, DeB- I mean, the guy is just shooting himself in the foot every uh, opportunity.
0: He doesn't have any feet left. He's out of feet. It's highly unlikely. I mean, are there any Xfinity or truck rides that might be available, or like, does he have to like drive? <laughs> Do
1: you want a guy that's capable of like? Yeah. like like somebody said on, I saw on Twitter responding to his comment that there are some drivers that have the gravitas to say what De Benedetto said and not necessarily have a problem with it. And his point, I think the part of De Benedetto's point was that like Larson said a racial slur, took a year off, got an upgrade. Kyle Larson said, or uh, Kyle Busch said, Another word you shouldn't say. Got sensitivity training, and everybody's fine with it. But Benedetto doesn't have a win. He's not a championship caliber driver. He's not the most talented driver of his generation, like Larson is. So Benedetto says that he has no cover to say it. It's fine to live, like to have your emotions on your sleeve. But like, dude, you've got to have gravitas to pull off some of the stuff you tried to pull off this week. It's
2: and this yeah, happens I, in, in all sports, by the way, not just NASCAR. Like, you can yeah. look at baseball, football. You know, like like Kareem Hunt's the perfect example of this too. It's like when you do things you're not supposed to do or or say things. Like, if you're a star, somehow because you're better, it just it's just the way it is in all sports. So, I saw what he said, and and I I agree with it with a. A little bit, but at the same time, it's like, it's just, it's kind of how it is in sports, right? It's just...
1: Right. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, Dan, you know better the, the driver lineups for Xfinity and truck going, you know, I mean, I don't know that there's a, that there's a ride available, and I don't know that somebody would take a shot on mm-hmm. him, given the last two weeks he's just had. Yeah, no one's gonna take a shot, um...
0: I mean, Jordan Anderson had an open spot, but then it was just given to Myatt Snyder. Right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... He has to do a lot of, um, like, image rebuilding, and we thought he was doing that when he got baptized in a pool by Michael McDowell earlier this summer. Yeah, that (laughs) That was weird, too. That sounds (sighs) fun, by the way. That was kind of, like, a weird move on his part, um, just to appeal to the ownership groups of NASCAR. But, yeah, it's... He was one of the most beloved drivers uh, a year or two ago, and now it's just...
1: To keep this in mind, Denny Hamlin oh. <laughs> stopped Alex Bowman from celebrating a win at Martinsville last week. The same Denny Hamlin last year apologized for beating Matt Benedetto at Bristol because Benedetto was that well-liked. Yeah. That's the transformation DiBenedetto's <clears throat> had over the last year is he's gone from... The people's champ, too, nobody wants a piece of the guy. Not
2: even yeah. a year. All-star race. Like I said earlier, he was
1: literally That's voted true. in yeah. like half a year. It's even
2: less.
0: Yeah, that was like June, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Rounding the uh, rest of the drivers. In, so are we playing Matt DeBenedo's? No. Or do, what, no. do we like him at Phoenix or
1: no? No. Okay. No, I mean, he's had some decent runs. I'll give him that. He's had four top 15s here Um, in the last five. So, again, it's going to kind of depend on where he's starting. But, like, what's the – I mean, he's been a narrative play for six months now, right? That yeah needs yeah, a he, win to keep it going. Well, now there's nothing – he's not going to get a win. And, he, and he's and he been bad, too. Like, he's just been driving bad, too. He's been yeah. bad. The team is mailing it in because yeah. what do they have to gain by getting anything at this point? So uh, – I don't know. I mean, you can sprinkle them in in some GPPs depending on where you're starting. But if you have a lot of money and want to lose Ooh. it, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ross
0: Chastain <laughs> is 7,800. Bubba Wallace, 77. Ricky Stenhouse 75. Austin Dillon, 73. Don't say Eric it. Eric Jones. Oh. <laughs> 7,100. Uh, I haven't really looked at driver averages or, or the typical cheat sheet we usually do. Um, but Matt, who in this range has had a, some pretty good success at Phoenix? I feel like Ricky Stenhouse
1: has not. Um, I mean, he's been okay. And by okay, I mean, he starts exactly, he finishes exactly where he starts over the last five races. So that's an accomplishment for Ricky Stenhouse. Um, if we want to put it that <laughs> way. His hair um, is quite an, an accomplishment too. All you're telling me is too. that he just yeah. hasn't wrecked. Basically. Uh, it's. <laughs> His best finish in that span is tw- – he's had three top 20s, two top 15s. Um, but, yeah, he's managed to keep it on the track. I actually kind of like Bubba Wallace the most in that group, if we're not going to Benedetto. He's actually run pretty well at Phoenix. The 750 horsepower package has been good to the 23XI team this year. Um, Eric Jones is off my radar, so you all can breathe easy. Ah, yes. With that one. <sighs> um again it's it's a little bit hamstrung by we don't know where they're starting again but the second guy i would look at would be ross chastain in that group um he's been good here he's also been lightning quick in the higher horsepower package this year and down the stretch he's been very consistent um what about any value options like Ryan
0: Newman, Daniel Suarez? Are, are we dumpster diving this week or
1: I think well hey, you're gonna you're gonna have I do have in in the lineup that I hinted that I was building earlier in the podcast with Larson and Truex, I do have two drivers at six thousand or below to make uh, that work. I think we're on the same Actually, page. Actually I have two drivers at fifty eight hundred or below. I think we're on uh, the same page to make that work. I do have Bowman, the Showman, and Almirola in that lineup as well. Um, So I think it's possible, again, it's going to depend on where guys start. So some of these guys who are this cheap, you're going to be rooting for them to bomb qualifying because you're going to want them starting further back to just get as much possible uh, position differential. The other problem, though, becomes if they have a really good let's say they run top 25 in practice and then they bomb qualifying well since we have practice and qualifying you're going to get people that that figure out how to take advantage of that again and they might become more popular so there's a little bit of catch 22 here with the cheaper guys but i think we can do it and select uh things michael mcdowell's a guy that we can look at depending on where he's starting i think chase briscoe's okay um the two guys, by the way, I have in the lineup are Ryan Priest and Justin Haley. Um, they've done pretty decent. I mean, really Haley's looking at Haley, Haley's only got one race here, but he did do well in that one race. He moved up from twenty to twenty fourth. I'll take it at that price. Several spots of PD is all I'm looking for from that guy. Uh, and Ryan Priest is a pretty dang good little short track racer. And this, yeah. I'm going to count as a short track, even though it's a mile, doesn't fully count. You drive it like Richmond, which is a short track, and Priest did pretty well there. So <clears throat> that's kind of where I'm looking. All right. Um, I guess yeah, final thoughts I on would the say race. say that Ed agrees because kind of. Haley
2: was kind of a a, a weird uh, spot there, but I, I've been building the same lineups here. So I have True X and Elliot, like I said earlier, with Logano. And then Ryan Priest and Michael McDowell, and you could do two lineups because you could fit Amarola or Bowman, either one, and kind of mix or match in that GPP lineup, whichever. They're
1: 100, one hundred apart. Yep. I still have four hundred left in my lineup. I just didn't yep. like So I'm
2: I'm liking where we're going now without qualifying. And uh, I like McDowell as well at this track. And then Ryan Priest is kind of could be the actual finally. Could Ryan Priest be like the sneaky GPP play that wins you a lot of money? I am liking it.
0: Would you have any interest in Anthony Alfredo if he started ugh. 35th?
1: <laughs> How did I know you were going to ask me this question?
0: Because um, right. I think, depending on where he starts, I mean, he's not good. No. Like the the you, car's you, not great. You heard
2: my reaction, right? I, I, mean, I literally he, went, he's,
0: ugh. He's terrible. But, I mean, he got a top 20 last week at Martinsville. And sure, it, it took. You know, some late cautions, and he wasn't on the lead lap, I don't think. But, I mean, if if I'm looking at these guys like Haley all the way through Joey Gase, Anthony Alfredo might be the only one I'm looking at just based on, you know, he's probably in the best equipment of this tier.
1: Uh, well, here's the problem with that. In the one race <laughs> Fast Pasta has here finished 37th, and started 28th. All right. Good so, start. I mean, it's only one race, yes. So, granted, very small sample size, something goes wrong, it screws up your average, you know, it screws up the finish for you, which I believe it did. I think he had a tire go down. Um, but, that being said, Garrett Smithley, who has four races here, has an average finish of 34.3. Not saying I'm playing Garrett Smithley, I'm just saying that, He's managed to be more consistent <laughs> in worse equipment. Um,
2: can we stop I, calling him fast pasta, please? He's it's, not. He shouldn't. He's coasting pasta.
1: <laughs> doesn't quite have the same ring to it, does it? No, it doesn't. But um, I mean, come on. can he and John Hunter Nemechek switch spots? Yes, again? please. What? Why? Again, like oh, they man. should just redo that, like Freaky Friday, that thing, and yes, and please flip it back.
0: Yeah, but even JHN said, like, he wanted to get back to winning, and he wasn't going to do did. it the car.
1: And I'm yeah, sure but if he goes back to, her, wants like to
0: he's, do this he's not going to win at the cup level in that car. No.
1: No, but he ran it better than Alfredo did.
0: No, he did, <laughs> that, but I mean, he's got a good thing going with, like, you know, Toyota. and I, He'll be back in the Cup Series in a few years once... 23xi expands, or if we get a couple more Toyota teams up there. Right, but that's
1: the problem is that right now, there are five regular Toyota cars on the track. Next year, there'll be six because Kurt Busch will go to 23xi, and that'll be another Toyota. You'll have six. But he got a multi-year deal. Danny's not going anywhere. Kyle Busch isn't going anywhere. Truex isn't going anywhere. And, you know, neither is Bubba neither is Kurt, neither is Christopher Bell. So there's no open Toyota car. So he's going to have to switch manufacturers if he wants to get back to the Cup Series because there ain't going to be an open Toyota car for like five years.
0: Um. All right, uh, Final Fox, do you think uh, – I haven't really played cash games all too much uh, this year. Do you think this is a good weekend for cash with – Practicing qualifying, or should we wait until
1: we get... Um, I mean, in terms different. of the info we have to build lineups and knowing what the cars are going to look like on track before we build lineups, yes, it makes cash safer to play. Um, does it make it easier to build a GPP versus cash? We won't know until qualifying happens on Saturday night for Cup Series. Um, and then again, for um the uh, tech inspection now the one thing we may have to to double check on is if a guy fails tech inspection if he actually loses his starting spot because remember when they were calculated by the formula if a guy started from the rear they still held their starting spot but if a guy fails tech inspection and this is going to be determined by if there's a sp- inspection when they get to the track or if there's only one before the race. Because if there's one before the race, they assume your car has been illegal the entire time it's been at the track and they DQ you they DQ your qualifying time. So we'll get clarification on that this weekend because that would make a huge difference. Let's say for sake of argument somebody wins the poll and the car fails tech inspection and they're gonna start from the back. That means they're gonna forfeit. The number one starting spot they'll be scored from starting like 38th and then you get free pd <laughs> so that's one thing we're gonna have to pay attention to come sunday morning is if guys are actually getting disqualified from qualifying times or if they're just dropping to the rear on the pace laps
0: well it's the closing minutes of the last podcast of the year do you guys have any final thoughts i thought we had a killer season i think uh this was the most dfs success i've had and i hardly played cash games this year and yet I still had four or five different races across all levels, um, like taking home over a thousand bucks. And like you, you crushed Daytona, very first race of the year.
1: Yeah, yeah, though in fairness, it took into the last corner of the last. Doesn't race. matter. It doesn't matter. You it, but you did it. I did. <laughs> I uh, I got myself a, a nice little tax form on the very first race of the season, all the way back in February. Uh, <laughs> And then I had some pretty solid wins the rest of the way too, nothing quite as big as that one which was, you know, the $2500 takedown. Um but it was definitely successful. The wagering is, you know, quite good I think on the season. I'm hovering about 55, 56% of calling winners for like outright winners for races. And that includes, I think, 10 guys over plus 1,000 in the odds, all the way up to plus 8,000 when almarola won uh, at New Hampshire. Um, so overall, it's been very, very good. I know Ed Rouse has continued to grow his love for the sport of NASCAR.
2: Yes. Uh,
1: despite Blaney's.
2: Yes. Well, this is my first full season. Because remember, I started uh, during started the during
1: COVID break last year.
2: Yes. So this is my first full season. And I will say that I am. To like dan here i'm a gpp only player i actually i don't even think i played a single cash game all year, and uh ended up plus money um overall so that's pretty good for me as well and i did dabbled in some trucks this year i i went into some, to some trucks with dan's advice and went into some uh, xfinity as well um xfinity and is
0: uh such a dumpster fire i hate it <laughs> it is
2: i did not do well in xfinity i'm glad you said will, that because I, I was going to leave it at that to but, cover it, but
0: i'm not I hate
2: covering it. <laughs> but uh trucks I was I actually won um or or not one but I got like <clears throat> top 5 and a couple of GPPs in trucks this year. There
0: you and know,
2: uh and uh I I I'm plus money going to the final race. So am I going to put it all in the final race? Of course I am. But uh <laughs> but uh <laughs> But yeah, great year and uh I am I'm, I'm glad you guys are here for uh fancy alarm and me and getting me involved with all this because i I love it and i talk to all my friends and everyone about it and i'm getting them into it as well to the whole dfs thing everything and they're loving it too and 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 the sport and coming from from a guy who used to think well what are you gonna do turn right to now loving the sport and and, uh and and like like love it like one of my top favorite sports This, this has been a fantastic
0: year well, thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, best of luck to you guys this weekend. Best of luck to the FA Nation. Uh, Matt and I will be in the Discord uh, Sunday for the cup race. I'll be in there. I might be a little late Friday night getting in there. I do have to drive home from work, and it's it might be a bit of a nightmare getting home for me with the Braves parade going on and just a large crowd near my apartment. Uh, but, guys, thank you so much. Best of luck to you and best
1: of luck to the FA Nation. Best of luck, Evanation, and we'll be back in early February with a podcast for the Clash and get yeah. all set for the 2022 NASCAR season. So best of luck, guys. Let's finish strong at Phoenix.
2: Hashtag blaney. <laughs>